How's it going, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Building Three Pillars. I'm your host, John Waters. How many of you have been feeling extremely overwhelmed over the last year? We've had more time at home, which two years ago, it sounded like a blessing in disguise for most people. But now, with most of us working from home, life has become a never-ending cycle of work, spend time with the family, chores, and repeat. Not leaving much time for us as individuals to really have those moments to slow down and be present. Today's podcast is an interview I did with Emily Hunt, one of the premier yogis in the greater Cincinnati area. And we covered everything from yoga to mindfulness. Along the way, she gave us three tips that we could use in our daily lives to work on achieving balance. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. These are things you can actually apply starting today. So sit back, relax, and or get your steps in, <laughs> whatever your usual listening situation is. And uh, yeah, get ready for a treat. And as always, keep pushing your greatness awaits. going everyone thanks for joining in to another thursday oh thursday edition of our lifestyle q a <laughs> all right so if you had the opportunity to see the uh, any of the notifications or even in my story all week i've been talking about going live tonight with a very good friend of mine emily hunt and she'll be joining us any second now but before she jumps on, just wanted to give you guys a brief background about this show, just in case it's your first time watching. Uh, we've been going live now every Thursday so far this year. Not really saying a lot, <laughs> but we started going live last year on Thursdays, every other Thursday. And we've been looking to continue that. By we, I mean me. And so I've been doing my best to try to get, you know, uh, different occupations on here, different people in the lifestyle and the fitness lifestyle to be more exact. They can hopefully bring more value. And it looks like Emily's ready. So without talking to you guys head off too much, I'll go ahead and bring her on. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. How are you? Great. Good. Awesome. So I haven't really told the people too much about you, but I believe we met uh, probably 2018, 2019, was it? Yeah, it seems like it was at least two years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> How's life been treating you? Uh, pretty good. It's actually been pretty busy, um, despite all the changes that have been going on this past year. But things are going really good. Awesome. 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 All right. So without going too far, let's go ahead and tell the people a little bit about who you are, since I already know that. Well, um, my name's Emily, and I'm a big... I'm big into yoga, so I first started out, of course, getting trained in Ashtanga yoga uh, years ago, and I decided that I would first um, specialize in yoga for children because I noticed how much it helped me um, with focus and just feeling a little bit more calm and relaxed, and I figured, you know, this would have been awesome to have at a younger age for me at least, so... Got certified with children, taught a lot of yoga for kids, and now I'm uh, running my own yoga studio, doing a lot more with adults, but also kids too. But just, yeah, sharing the benefits of fitness through yoga, but 
also the benefits that it can bring for your mind as well. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. What has it been like working with kids? It's been great. It's like really rewarding. It's not always easy to teach yoga to children. Sometimes it depends on the day, but at the same time, <laughs> um, after a class, it uh, it's like super rewarding, especially when it's a quote unquote successful class. And, you know, we have a great time, but at least at the end, um, some would say that last five or 10 minutes of class when you're just laying in Chabasana relaxing is really what it's all about. Um, if that's successful with children and, you know, they feel relaxed and can just kind of sit in stillness for a little bit at the end of getting all their energy out, then yeah, that's really rewarding. So. Awesome. So I know that we haven't spoken personally in quite some time, but I have seen you at schools. I know that at least that was the case when we were allowed in schools and doing all those kind of things. So how has that been? Um, well, I'm still teaching about three or four Zoom kids yoga classes a week. Um, I have a really nice partnership with a company called School Aid, and they just are really busy with a lot of these schools and give me a lot of programs working with kids in schools. I've been working with them for several years now, too, but... I do have some classes that are in person at schools right now, but yeah, we, we do it on Zoom. It works out. It tends to work better somehow when they're all at their own houses rather than all together, socially distanced at school, just trying to follow along with my video for some reason. Right. It still works out all right when they're in the comfort of their own homes and we we still get it done and <laughs> practice. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> awesome. So uh, going into tonight's material, I really wanted to, if you could, share some things with us about, you know, like, so for me personally, I am constantly on the go, and I'm sure you could say the same. And even when it comes to training, I tend to gravitate more towards things that are high intensity and just trying to combine my already fast pace with my workouts, with, you know, doing things with my daughter, running over here and running over here. How does one, you know, fit the time in for, you know, something that could actually be beneficial for us as far as slowing down? Well, that's the thing. I know, especially for parents and people with really busy jobs, it can seem like unattainable sometimes just to carve out 15 minutes even for yourself a day. But there are lots of different ways that you really can just start to develop a habit, even if it's just with baby steps. So one of the first things I recommend is especially if you feel like you have a busy mind and you're stressed and like a lot going on, a small thing that you can plug into your day is right when you wake up, you just sit in stillness and before you check your phone, before you do anything for anyone else, because usually that's the first thing we do right when we wake up, at least me sometimes. It's like, all right, who texted me? You know, what's going on today? Double check the calendar, blah, blah, blah. And it's like making a tiny change in that in your schedule can really affect the rest of the day. So even if it's just for a week as an experiment, right when you wake up, maybe even sleep with the phone on airplane mode so it's not buzzing in your ear all night or right there when you wake up, you allow yourself to just sit in stillness and start by taking just five deep breaths. Even if you're still sitting up straight in your bed, um, you know, you could make a little spot in your house, but Right when you wake up, just take five conscious breaths and then start the day. And it's super tiny, but it's like the intention of it 
to make the very first part of your day about yourself and kind of sitting in stillness, clearing the mind can really have a dramatic impact on the rest of your day. And then you can kind of build the time, maybe wake up five minutes earlier and just kind of have that be part of your routine. Um, that's it that's an easy, quick way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, you might just start to build on the self care. I know it's easy to think that it's kind of a waste of time or just not on your priority list, but even just like taking a bath sometimes or slowing down, getting some time just by yourself if you can. But on top of that, with a rigorous workout routine, even if you're doing rigorous yoga, but Mm -hmm rigorous you know personal training and stuff as well plugging in one class a week that's just a slow flow or kind of a meditation class or restorative yoga something that's gonna just carve out time to slow you down is really really good for your mind so dig it dig it so when you say conscious breaths what does that mean exactly so a lot of times we don't think about our breath at all which makes sense because we don't have to it's something we've done (laughs) since the moment we were born um but it's in those moments that we become kind of disconnected it's in those easy common moments of the day when our mind gets really chattery driving eating or we're checking the emails while we're eating um but breathing is the most simple thing that it's like if you stop and think especially when we're stressed our breath is just like right up here barely little sips of of air it's almost like you know and we get by with it but if you do the opposite and slow it down like some people might not be able to remember some people tell me like I couldn't remember the last time I just took a big deep breath and like sighed it out right you know sometimes we do it unconsciously like that's over but it's like if you do that on purpose and take five of them slowly and all you're doing is breathing so you're focusing on just sounds really simple but what does it sound like what does it feel like feeling the rise and fall of my chest and really simplifying your moment down to that one small activity breathing it just helps the mind and the chatter of the mind slow down so awesome and so i don't know if this is off topic or not but i believe i've heard of something called breathing from your belly so is this similar to that or are these separate ideas it's definitely similar so if you want to turn that up a notch um like I was saying, like when we're anxious or stressed, we've got a lot of thoughts in the mind. The breath tends to be like right up here, right at the top of our chest, it feels like if you stop to think about it. Um, so if you move it downward toward the ground, away from the head, and you move the breath into the belly, it creates a much more calming effect. So sometimes it takes some practice for people, but you can place your hand on your belly and when you breathe in, you fill up the belly like a balloon. Mm. And when you breathe out, you empty it and contract your belly. And then you just practice that, you know, five times. And if your exhales are longer than your inhales, it relaxes you as well. So longer exhales by a couple seconds is going to create even more of a calming effect or activate your parasympathetic nervous system rather than hype you up. So is there a minimum time that this breathing should take as far as the inhale and exhale or is it individualized? I would say if you can get, you know, four seconds in 
five seconds out, that's great. You know, maybe three seconds, just starting small. And then, you know, sometimes it can feel people feel nervous just focusing on the breath or not doing anything besides because then sometimes their mind starts chattering even more or like closing the eyes and being still. That's just you know, exactly when people are like, Oh God, there's so many other things I should be doing right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trying to start meditation. They're like, this isn't working. So, but really it's just like anything, the more you do it, that's when you're going to start to just see what some people are talking about because it's just, it's a simple thing to do. I mean, you don't have to, you know, sit on top of a mountain with your legs folded up with birds flying around to meditate you can sit anywhere and you can meditate while you're walking on the street all it means is you're just practicing to only take that walk even if it's from your car to work notice when the mind starts to go off just notice all the times throughout the day where the checklist is going off if it's all throughout the day which it could be you know, you pick those simple moments to just be like, you know what, I'm just going to only take this walk. Instead of missing all these little moments, I'm going to walk a little bit slower, notice what I pass, and it's an exercise. It's just practicing mindfulness, practicing focus more on what's going on right now, what's really physically around me and in front of me, rather than all these things that we're thinking about that we're going to do later or the meeting we just were in, you know. Right. Taking those little times in your day to just be present. Some people will shrug it off, but if you practice it, it really creates a dramatic impact on your mind just being able to be more still and present in the moments that aren't so simple. When, you know, difficult situations do arise or you are stressed or you do have a lot to do that day, you can more easily do things one thing at a time. Dig it, dig it. Yeah. So mindfulness, you brought that term up. Can you explain to us a little bit about what that is and how we can put it in scenarios that aren't necessarily just reserved for meditation? Yeah. So it goes back to those simple things in the day. So walking, kind of like that, walking a little bit more slowly and only focusing on the walk. Don't knock it till you try it and try it more than once because sometimes the first time it's just like, this is kind of stupid. I don't really know what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm just being honest because I think this to a lot of people. But it's like if you try it, if you want to ground yourself down and bring yourself into the moment, it does start to become (laughs) much more relaxing. But beyond walking um, and if it's warm out, even walking barefoot outside is even better because it brings you back down to earth back down towards the ground rather than up here with all the thoughts eating because if you notice when we eat half the time we really are doing something else or we're standing up in the car checking the emails not every time but a lot of times that is another activity where we're really not present so and eating is as you know i mean it's a really important part of our health and fitness journey so you know what we're eating what it tastes like what it's made out of the whole experience of actually eating it can really become a lot more of a mindful process for people so take it okay 
Uh, I feel like a lot of that's very useful. I know that <laughs> for myself, sometimes I find myself eating and I definitely have my phone out. Especially yeah. because like the time to eat is usually like my lunch break. And so that's social media time. So I'm like, all right, let me go right. in here and comment. Let me like all this stuff. But right. it's nice to walk in that I actually put the phone down and just actually enjoy the taste of the food I'm having. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a sin to be doing that, of course. But note, it's just all about when you're starting your mindfulness meditation journey, just notice the thoughts. So sometimes it can become overwhelming. Like, well, how do I even meditate? Like, what even is it? The first step is just, A, noticing when we get distracted or when those worrisome thoughts or the to-do list pop up or the stress pops up. Notice just whenever it happens throughout the day. Then you can kind of separate yourself from it and be like, oh, wow. I just got stressed for a sec. You know, I'm probably still going to get that stuff done. Let me just bring it back down to earth a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, it's just more of like an exercise that you're intentionally doing. Just like practicing deadlifts or soccer or something like that. You practice right. mindfulness exercises. And true mindfulness exercises are really slow so it's like you purposely eat a raisin really slowly and take three bites and you know completely slow down this process and that's not how you're going to eat the rest of your meals but it's the science behind when you do something exaggeratingly the opposite of what we're used to as an exercise it will meet it in the middle and you'll just start to eat slightly more mindfully you'll start to walk a little bit more slowly you know just be a little bit more present so dig it dig it all right well that's definitely something i need to work on (laughs) (laughs) right we all do so what would be your second suggestion my second suggestion for mindfulness well I, of course, I do suggest yoga or stretching or moving the body. I mean, there is a science behind yoga and the energy that it opens up, the meridian pathways in the body. And just Mm -hmm. it is like fancy stretching. But at the same time, it just it opens you up. It makes the joints more usable, more comfortable, and it allows you to physically sit still in meditation longer. So that's the whole reason why people even started doing yoga in the first place thousands of years ago that's the old legend that they'd be sitting in you know up in the caves meditating studying their yoga studying their you know isolation stillness and their like joints would hurt because they've been sitting down for two hours right and they'd look at the dogs and the cats doing their stretches and that's how they started to design these postures. So they're all named after like animals and things of nature. That makes <laughs> sense. They knew how to stretch the body, but they started to fine tune it a little bit and realize like, oh, when I move my body this way, it and properly, it's going to open up my muscles and help relieve these joints. And ultimately what that does is let the energy flow and the stress, all the stress that we hold in our shoulders and our neck. Like sometimes we'll be driving or just even right now, if someone's watching this, it's like you might be able to relax your shoulders another inch down or your jaw or something like that. So yoga just takes that to the next level using the body weight as strength, opening up the joints, things like that. So dig it, dig it. Mm-hmm. Was this Natasha? I was thinking the same thing. I'm so bad at going slow, even though I do yoga. <laughs> yeah. I tell a lot of people, even like, you know, a lot of the yoga at my studio can be like really fitness oriented and things like that. Um, 
but I, I really urge my students to even supplement it with one slow flow class a week. It's tough for some people. They're like, I want to get the workout. I don't really want to, you know, come to something that's slow, but then they leave and they're like, Oh my God, I really needed that. Like candles lit. We're moving slowly. And it just gave, gives their mind a minute to relax and slow down. So. Dig it, dig it. All right. So let's take a step back and let's try to hit achieving balance a little bit. All right. So I know we talked briefly beforehand about, I'm about to mess up a name, Dasha's, Dosha's. Dosha's, yes. You're right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so can you explain to us a little bit about what those are and how they play a role in our maintaining balance or achieving balance? So Dosha's have to do with Ayurveda, which translates to the science of life (laughs) in Sanskrit, Ayurveda, Um, but it's Indian natural medicine. So it's just ancient natural alternatives to health. So it can be anything from the food you eat, the different herbs that you use, activities that you plug into your lifestyle, like walking outside barefoot, doing a gratitude journal, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's, and it's all catered to the individual. So and you, I'll really nerd out about this if I get too deep into it. But it's interesting to look up Ayurveda and doshas. Everyone has a dosha. Some people, and what that is, is how much of each element you're comprised of. So we all have, you know, a similar amount of all the elements in us earth, water, fire, ether, air, or like wind. Ethers like sound and space and all that stuff. So Vata is one of them. That's people who have a little bit more of the air and ether element. Sometimes these people can tend to be thinner, maybe long joints, sort of thinner hair. Sometimes they have like wispy thoughts and they're just kind of up in the clouds a little bit. Just tends to be that way. Um those people tend to need a little bit more of the earth element in their food and in their activities to balance them out. So sometimes if you have two and everyone has Vata in them, of course, and certain activities or certain things we do when your Vata is increased, it can tend to feel like you don't have your two feet on the ground. You can get anxiety, lots of thoughts, things. Oh, give me one second guys. Just had an abrupt cutout. We'll see if she can come back and join us. All right. Yep, that was random. (laughs) I will continue where she left off, but that is not my field. So we'll give her a second to get back on. In the meantime, uh, let's see. Yeah, that was definitely random and extremely not planned. We'll give her a couple of seconds to hop on. I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. And yeah, so while we wait, I have studied, um, I was looking into life coaching and this topic came up. So that's why I was somewhat aware of the idea of the three. I called them doshas because I was reading it from the book. I didn't know it was really pronounced doshas. So definitely something new to me. But as far as the three doshas, I am familiar with the terms. I'm just not extremely 
uh, up to date on it in a way that I could actually explain it meaningfully. So definitely looking forward to her hopping back on here and giving us a little bit more background on that. And as a little bit of background, if you're watching from the group, thank you so much. I highly appreciate it. If you guys are watching from the Three Pillars business page, I definitely appreciate that. And if you're tuned in from Emily's page or my personal page, I really appreciate you guys as well. However, if you did not give StreamYard permission to add your name to the screen and you leave a comment, I won't be able to see it. Um, if you leave a comment on her page, we may not be able to know it until after the show. But I'll mention it again a little bit towards the end of the show. We'll definitely make time to get back and respond to you. All right, give me a couple of seconds. I'm going to message her and see if she's having a hard time getting back on. Man, don't you guys hate it when things just go <laughs> random, <laughs> randomly off to the left? <laughs> Right? <laughs> now we're just getting to the really good part too. So please stick around, give us a few more minutes. Well, hopefully just a few more seconds for her to get back in here. Let's see what else I got for you guys while we wait. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely am not very mindful when it comes to eating. Like, I look forward to the chewing. I don't really <laughs> sit back and, like, count the chews. I don't do any of that. I'm just like, yo, it's game time. I'm trying to get this food down. So definitely something I can work on. Um, and I definitely feel like there would be some translation to things outside of even the things that she mentioned. I know that lifting weights isn't necessarily the same or associated with it. It can be though, very loosely. I like to think that, you know, the focus, so the being mindful and present in the gym while we're training, you can't really be distracted. I mean, if you're about to lift some heavy weight, that should be your only intention. And so that in my way of living has been the closest I've come to uh, being mindful. So she's getting back on, she's charging herself back up. So just give her a couple seconds. But yeah, being able to take that same focus that we have in the gym and applying it to real life situations. I feel like this can be looked at in exactly the same way, being able to be present and mindful while we're practicing our meditations at home and practicing our breathing exercises could definitely pay dividends when we're out there in real life getting things done. Natasha said, me neither. I also am not mindful with walking. I'm always speed walking. I don't be mindful with my walking. Sometimes I'm just, I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna move fast when I get in the gym. So I'm just gonna take my time getting to the door. And then when I walk through the door, it's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> we'll give her a couple more seconds. She's getting plugged in. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, um, we have Emily Hunt on at the present time. She's reconnecting and coming back on. But before she got off, we were talking about doshas, mindfulness. Um, prior to that, we were talking about some breathing exercises that we can implement first thing in the morning before we start our busy day. So before we even reach for our cell phones, you know, taking a couple seconds or a couple minutes to just 
actually breathe and pay attention to the way our bodies are reacting to that. So that was tip one. Uh, you know, I like to do these in threes on this show, so there's definitely going to be two more. But we'll give her a couple more seconds to get on here and explain those to us. Man, I could not imagine being a teacher and this happening. <laughs> All right, let's see who do we got. It says I try to pick a song a day. I listen to and just breathe and take that time to just listen. Big that. You know, with that example, I guess I do practice mindfulness a little more than I thought, because when it comes to music, that is definitely what I zone into. Um, It's not uncommon for me to be sitting in here and just let the music play. I found this dope station. Dope is my favorite word, by the way. It just means favorite or great. But I found this dope station that I like to listen to on Spotify that has like lo-fi rap music with no words in it. It just tunes playing and for me that's that's my little form of meditation i don't necessarily do so well with the guided meditations as i used to because they start talking and i start thinking too hard about what they're talking about and i make up extra scenarios so the music tends to do better for me i definitely get that facebook user <laughs> again if you guys are commenting and you haven't given Streamyard permission to show your name i mean i know who you are on here as i'm looking at it but when i go back and i review everything once the show is actually over i'll definitely come through and shout you out so again, thank you so much for tuning in. We're still waiting. She should be here yeah, relatively soonish. Let's see. Give me a second, guys. I know it's rude to look down when I'm sending her a message. So what are some things you guys do to practice mindfulness? If you do anything, go ahead and drop that down in the comments like Facebook user did. I could definitely use some ideas. Another one of the things I like to do, she mentioned briefly, don't make fun of me for this, but I like writing. I've always liked writing. So whenever things start getting too overwhelming for me, I'm quick to write that crap down. I am super quick to do that. You know, like sometimes the thoughts are just too great to keep in and it's a lot better to get it on paper. Makes a lot more sense when I can actually see it. So that's a little practice I like to do. Hey, here we go. So whenever things start getting too overwhelming for me, I always write that crap down. I am super quick to do that. You know, like sometimes the thoughts are just too great to keep in and it's a lot better to get it on paper makes a lot more sense when I can actually see it. Oh, my gosh. So, that's, all right, I'm back. I'm sorry about hey, that. It's all good. It's cool. I like listening to myself now, so it's okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> when you're waiting for, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, I was talking about Bata. And yeah. that's the the air and ether. And then there's Pitta. Some people, and I'll, I'm explaining kind of the hyperbolized or exaggerated someone who's really pitta has more fire element so these people tend to kind of have a medium build can have a little bit more muscle to them naturally and since they have fire that when it gets aggravated or they're doing too much you know intense workouts lots of to-do lists lots of different projects to start um 
their imbalance can tend to be irritability, anger, things like that. So they need to do things that cool them down and slow them down um, to kind of tame their fire. (laughs) And it's all about balance. And then the last one is kapha. So kapha is earth and um, water. These people can tend to gain weight a little bit easier. They have thicker bones. They're strong, um, thick hair, and they're pretty grounded and uh, calm and relaxed. So if you follow Ayurveda or natural medicine, you'll hear a lot about doshas and, you know, just the idea that, yeah, we're all made up of pretty much the same thing, Mm -hmm. but this is about just your general makeup and the belief that some people have a little bit more of some of the elements than others. So then you just kind of treat it based on um, what your dosha is. So, yeah. Again, sorry about the technical difficulties. <laughs> it was right, in the, right in the midst of the Ayurveda ramble. <laughs> really left you hanging there. <laughs> You're like, oh, so, <laughs> It's all right. That was good practice, you know? You got to yeah, be prepared right. for anything. Yeah, gotta love the technology. I love that comment someone made. Yep. <laughs> never, never a dull moment. But <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> so, uh, real quick though, which of the three do you feel that you have more of? So, apparently, I'm Pitta Vata. So, I've got the least amount of like the earth groundedness, but I've got you know. A little bit of that creativity, lots of thoughts, a little bit of the fire. If I get, like, for example, I was doing a training in Austin. It was really hot. There were lots of people, a yoga training. We were doing, like, really intense yoga. I even was getting, like, almost a heat rash. I was like, what is going on? My body was just overheating. Mm -hmm. And I noticed, like, a little bit of irritability. And I was, like, not sure what's going on. But then I started studied Ayurveda like a year later and um, I even asked the teacher at the time like I'm not I feel like you know maybe he would have an answer and um, but yeah then I studied Ayurveda and if I would have before that training I would have known like I need to make sure I'm taking like maybe a cold shower cooling down taking breaths out my mouth getting the heat out or else um, that having too much of one of the elements will just is what creates agitation or imbalances in the body. Mm-hmm. So when we get irritable, sometimes you notice it's like present in your life. Maybe like you're like this month or this week, I've just been like off, like having not much patience for stuff or um, it could arise as like jealousy, irritability, anything like that mm-hmm. probably means you need to do more I could go really deep into it, but it's like more loving things for yourself, more stillness, more grounded, slow activities, because odds are you're doing a lot. Um, You're really active and the body needs to cool down. So it doesn't just show up in the body. It shows up in the mind, too, because with, you know, what your philosophy is behind three pillars yeah, you can get your body as strong as you want, but mm-hmm. it it's all encompassing in general health. So you want to make sure that you're eating right and doing right activities on top of the exercise that's good for your mind as well and your spirit. So <laughs> dig it, dig it, dig it. 
for those of you who don't know, uh, Emily actually helped me out with the logo for Three Pillars. So, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yep, I got my, got my graphic design degree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and move on to uh, tip number two to attaining balance. I believe that's something you called a sun salutation. Yeah, sun salutations. Yeah, awesome. Go ahead and pop this bad boy up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. On our side. So yeah, it's like the yoga warm up, like a classic way to warm the body up uh, for yoga. So are you seeing this? Um, I'm not yet. How about there now? It is. I see it. Hey. So what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so when you hear the word vinyasa in yoga that means one breath one movement so as i'm doing these movements it's an exhale here and then i'm going to inhale again so when you combine the breath with the movement which isn't always easy to do right off the bat but you get used to it um it just creates a little bit more of a yeah, health benefit because it's more of like you can imagine a sponge filling up with water. There's a movement with it and then it empties the water or empties the air and moves with that as well. So it just all goes back to moving the energy, getting out stuck energy, tightness in the body and the breath is your number one detox. So it's your number one way of kind of ridding the body of toxins and stuff. So linking up the movement with the breath is uh, just more beneficial. So yeah, this is at my yoga studio, Hugh Yoga. You hold the down dog, which is this pose for five breaths, and then you work your way back up to the top. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I was like, is this in slow motion? I I thought it was frozen. (laughs) (laughs) so typically if you go to a yoga class you'll (laughs) you'll warm up with that and uh you know eventually you just kind of memorize those movements it's like you reach up fold forward you do a little halfway lift it's funny like when i started yoga i'd be like why do we keep like lifting our head and doing this halfway lift thing but yeah your favorite kind of yoga exactly so uh, people who've taken yoga class before you've probably done those movements you know chaturanga or down to your belly to up dog to down dog um is just you know a classic way to warm up your spine and your legs and the whole body so essentially you do that vinyasa or sun salutation um one breath one movement it's a little bit quicker gets the body moving gets the muscles heated up and then you hold poses for the rest of class for five breaths each so okay yeah that looks that looks interesting so is that something you suggest doing at the beginning of the day yeah so it's called a sun salutation because it's like you know you wake up with the sun and you do that to salute the sun or say hi to the sun. <laughs> so you do sun salutations in the morning. And, uh, and you know, you can find, along with my video, which you can follow along with, there's probably tons of videos on YouTube. It's just sun salutations. So it's like you can modify it to your needs, you know, bending the knees if you need to. You don't have to touch the ground. You can just do what you can. And it's a nice way to start out 
cultivating a yoga practice. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I think your third tip is something uh, that's a little less active and requiring movement, uh, the gratitude journal. Yeah, I mean, that's something else that just kind of brings us down to earth or brings us back into like what we already have because personally what can cause me stress sometimes is like what do I still need to do like what do I still need to achieve I'm not here yet blah 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 and oftentimes like we forget to just bring ourselves yeah back down to earth and be like wait what already is in my life it's not that we're going to you know not continue to go for our goals we're always going to do that right but it really can help to just every now and then write down or even in your head remind yourself of things that you're grateful for in your life just to kind of help you feel a little bit better and yeah balance you out full circle dig it dig it yeah that one seems a little uh a little easier to do than the sense salutation right <laughs> but don't knock until you try it <laughs> you've done Fair. it before that's true <laughs> <laughs> so uh I feel like that hits our three tips. Um, you mentioned earlier, though, your yoga studio. Yeah. Do you mind telling people where that's at and how long you've been there? Yeah, so my yoga studio is called Hue Yoga. And it's located in Coryville. So it's kind of by, like, Fort Vine and UC Hospital and things like that. But um, next to Mecklenburg Gardens, just look up yoga and uh, we've got all kinds of classes our slow flow we've got like a candle store or candlelight restorative class which is really popular and usually fills up so check out the schedule and pre-register online and um, I think people watching would really enjoy that one just to start especially if you're new to yoga then you can just kind of move along a lot more slowly sometimes we don't even stand up we just stretch on the ground and there's candles but it's really nice and then if you want more of a workout class if you want to challenge yourself um we've got that stuff too yeah so awesome and i know we talked earlier at the very beginning about you working with kids and i believe that was called busy being right being sorry i don't know if you hear those crackles or if it's just on my thing but yeah um, i hear the crackles busy being <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course busy being kids yoga um we do have a kids yoga series coming up at the studio so the first three mondays in march at 4 p.m um and i still have spots left i just kind of posted it so if anyone's interested in that that'll be on the website in the same place you just go to march and um or the events at the top of the schedule and you'll see an option for the kids yoga series too so that's really cute um they they'll make crafts to take home that help them just kind of take mindfulness home with them glitter jars meditation wands things like that um and just get a chance to learn yoga poses which kids tend to like love I would say, you know, I was about to say for some reason, but because I know why they love them, <laughs> but really right. it might be surprising that kids really do tend to latch on to yoga and almost every child these days knows what tree poses. Um, but yeah, we practice yoga poses, have like some nice group conversations and it's just really nice. So. Okay. Awesome. 
Yeah. All right. Well, before we get out of here, I want to let people know where to find you. I got uh, both of your websites here. Yes, yogastudio.com and busybeingkids.com. There we go. Definitely awesome. come see me. If you say that you uh, saw the, this stream, that'd be really awesome. Full circle. So. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get out of here, do you have any last words of wisdom for anyone or anyone out there? I would just say kind of like the title of this, uh, this episode here, just find balance in your life. Don't be too hard on yourself. Um, you know, sometimes even though it seems like the last thing we want to do, sometimes really what we need is to just slow down. Um, I know, COVID kind of forced us to slow down, but, you know, now people have kind of gotten into a groove of they're still working, still doing a lot, and life is definitely still stressful. So even though it might be stressful because it feels like we could be doing more or things need to be different, sometimes those are the moments where you really do just need to, whatever it is that makes you feel good, whether it's knitting or like what someone said, playing that song, taking a moment in your day to, yeah, play the song and sit or play the song and move your body, dance, whatever. Just making sure you plug in the, those little things that are intentionally good for you, even though it's sometimes hard to get up and do it. Take that. That's pretty solid. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for coming on. Thank you were you freaking so much awesome. Thank you. Yep. Oh, yeah. Sorry again about the little technology blip, but... I think we're all used to it at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so all much, right, for having me. And, yeah. All right, awesome. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and sticking around, especially through the hard times. <laughs> yeah, I think we've grown closer to that experience. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. It was nice to thank you for leaving the comments and interacting and stuff. So really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. All right, so you guys have a great night. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And as always, keep pushing. Your greatness awaits.